This is Gio Gavano, and you're checking out the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right. I am the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You can call me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you have to have someone who has been on the journey and can show you the ropes. So it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you can find this person helping millions of wrestlers. I, I, that's so over-exaggerated. Hundreds upon thousands of wrestlers claim their gimmicks, trademark their characters. He is the man known as the gimmick attorney. Give it up for him. He also has his own podcast called Wrestling with the Law. Give it up for the man himself, Mike Dawkins. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. I appreciate you coming on and just like, you know, just setting time to decide to come talk with me. Of course. Of course. Happy to. It's uh, it's a, a topic that I'm passionate about, being being a lawyer and being able to uh, incorporate a something that I've always been interested in in my life, professional wrestling, and, and making it part of my everyday job. So it's easy, easy to talk about. Yeah, and that's what's so cool is that like you so for me, like I've been in a business for like just just under 20 months and I've been a fan my whole life. But like getting into it and then learning all the different like in you in like ins and outs and all the little knocks and stuff, I was like, this is this is a whole like it's like the military. Cause like when I was in the military, you have your own little community. And in the wrestling world, you have that same community. And I was like, this is just, so. this is just beyond me to like come through and just talk to people about what they're passionate about. But then it's like, they have like their own little service that they can help out with on the other side. So it's like, oh, I got to keep reaching out and talking to people about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, it was, um, you know, so I'm an intellectual property attorney and a, a lot of my career is helping people protect their inventions. So getting, helping people get patents and things like that. But another part of intellectual property, of course, is copyright, which is kind of your motion pictures, photos, sculptures, you know, written works, that sort of thing. But trademarks as well, which is a branding thing. And I, I very distinctly remember laying on my couch one night, fast forwarding through Raw, because who's got time for three hours of Raw every week? And <laughs> and uh, the, the kids were in bed, the, the wife was was taking a shower, and I was already all cleaned up and, and uh, just was kind of curious about some different people that were on raw and, and whether or not they had protected their trademarks or whether WWE had, because WWE is very much a, a monster by itself. They do things a very different way from everybody else. And they've kind of set a path forward that isn't necessarily, no, it's quite obviously not the best path forward for individual wrestlers. So I started looking at independent wrestlers and things like that. And what really prompted me was I listened to a lot of podcasts, listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts and uh, I was listening to a lot of the Conrad Thompson podcasts. So listening to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and uh, what happened when with Tony Schiavone and all of that. And they had just done the very first Starcast, And I thought, boy, I wonder if they've protected the Starcast brand. And so I looked it up and sure enough, they hadn't. So I reached out to Conrad, who I didn't know from Adam and said, hey, you know, here's who I am. Here's what I do. You and I are roughly the same age. We grew up on the same things, watching WWF and Hulk Hogan and all this. And, you know, you, you haven't protected this Starcast brand, which seems to be really taken off, seems to be a pretty popular brand. So, um, you know, I'm a trademark attorney. I'm happy to help in any way that I can. If you've got questions, I'm not saying hire me. Of course, I'd love to help you. And, and if you wanted to hire me, that'd be great. But 
If not, at least you've got a friendly voice, you know, a fan of the podcast, somebody that you can ask questions that's not charging you. And, and I'm happy to answer those questions. And I just reached out on Twitter, right? He keeps his DMs open. And I'll be damned if a half an hour, not even half an hour, 30 seconds, 30 seconds later, I get a DM back and he says, hey, your timing of this is, is pretty crazy because I just started asking some people here local to me for some information and costs and process and, you know, proposals for, for what they think we should do. I'd love to hear the same thing from you. So I got his email, got up early the next morning, got the kids to school, got into the office and, and sent him a pretty detailed proposal about here's all the podcasts, here's StarCast, here's all the things you're doing. And here's what I think you could do to protect it. And the way the trademark office works, you can you can protect your trademarks in different uh, classes. So for a wrestler, for example, let's take you know Chris Jericho or Hulk Hogan or somebody like that. Somebody that's kind of at the top, top tier. They can protect their trademark for entertainment services. So wrestling, interviews, appearances, things like that. That's one class. That's one government filing fee. But then they can protect it for clothing. So you can have Hulk Hogan or Chris Jericho branded clothing. Well, that's a different class. So that's a different government filing fee. You could do action figures and you could do, um, you know, posters and print materials and stickers and things like that. All of those things are, are different classes of goods. But if you think about all the merch you've ever seen in wrestling, there's a lot of it, right? There's a lot of it in a lot of different areas. So you got to really be judicious. And that's kind of where I, where I help clients is, Hey, you know, we could protect a million different things, but let's really think where the money is for you to make this worthwhile to justify the, the government filing fee. So anyway, I did that for Conrad and, and um, all of his podcasts and everything, and, and just kind of stayed on him for months uh, uh, following up. In the meantime, I had thought, you know, this is an underserved area. Everybody's just kind of getting railroaded by WWE. The independent guys don't know what's happening. This AEW thing seems like it's going to be a thing. Nobody really knows. All they know is what WWE has told them, and that's the WWE way. And that's not the way of the real, of real wrestling, right? A real wrestling business. So I just started throwing stuff at the wall to see what would stick. And I reached out to some local promotions here in Northwest Ohio and went to shows and got to know the promoters and got to know some of the wrestlers and helped some and, you know, kind of did it as a lost leader, did it at no charge, because I know if I'm going to help you and I can help you get your trademark, you're going to go on some indie show and, and go somewhere else in Indiana or Tennessee or, you know, wherever Pennsylvania and somebody's going to have an issue and they're going to say, Hey, call Mike. He helped me. Maybe he can help you. Right. And it's a very word of mouth business. Um, so I did that. And there's a, a, a promotion in, in uh, Fort Wayne. That's not too far from here. I'm originally from Indiana. So went, went there, same thing, met up with the, the promoter and said, Hey, here's who I am. Here's what I do. I'd love to have access to help these guys. You know, maybe we can sponsor the show so that I can get the access. And so the, my firm was really, uh, behind this. And they thought, you know, let's give it a try. It's a little bit of money, but let's, let's see what, what can come of it. And I'll be darned if it didn't take off. Uh, and, and within a few weeks of doing some stuff with Conrad in respect of, of Starcast too, I started getting phone calls from guys who were at the end of their WWE contracts or about to be released, help them out. They told their friends who told their friends who told their friends. And it just kind of, it kind of spiraled from there. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I saw an article. It was it was really random. And I was just kind of like briefly talking about it. But it was really random how like I jumped on. I was on Twitter and I was just looking through and I was looking at some people's faces and I'm just listening to everybody talk and no one said anything. But then I saw like one person and I click on their name and I think it was Big Swoles. Actually, I click on her name and I'm looking through it and her pinned tweet was a news article. 
and I click on the news article and it took me to a page and it was featuring you. And yep. I was like, oh, so as like, I'm reading through, I was like, there's a guy for this. I was like, that's awesome. So I was just like, all right, what am I going to do? So I reached out and I was like, hey, like, because I was very curious as well, because I know like for me, especially with that name, right? I mean, it's, you have Clifford Big Red Dog and people will be synonymous with it and that's fine. I'm not worried yep. about it. But then there's other people who have that name. And I was like, I really just want this name for myself. Like, I was like, right. who can I reach out to and talk to? And I was like, this is perfect because, you know, I know Monster just came out their energy drink. And mind, mind you, I've been using the Red Dog name my whole life because my name's Clifford and I can't get away from the Red Dog no matter what I do in my life. <laughs> but I, I saw that and I was like, man, like, I was like, that's so crazy. I was like, no, no, no. I, I want this just for me. But then like, you know, we also have the three count podcast that we're on right now. And I was like, man, there's like so many cool things I could ask. But then I was like, it's not just for me. I was like, she's just going to be other people out there who had the same exact questions I have. And so I was like, let me reach out. And if happens to read it, he happens to read it. And if not, he doesn't. And I was like, it's yeah, right. a what? I was like, it's a one in a million shot. And then you responded. And I was like, oh, bet. We, we definitely getting this done. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, the, the question I get a lot, and, and particularly from, you know, kind of indie guys and, and lower level guys is, you know, this is, it, it can be pretty expensive, right? It, it's, it's not, you know, each government filing fee class is $250, or it can be $350, depends on how it's filed. But that's just for what the government charges, right? Never mind the, the lawyer time and the lawyer fee. So it can be expensive. And they say, well, how, how do I justify this? Why, why should I do this? And there's a lot of reasons. But when it comes to trademarks and it comes to you know your social media handle and things like that having a registered trademark with the federal government gives you a presumption a legal presumption that you have a valid trademark and there was a a case not too long ago with um i don't know if you know about this but gcw there's a guy named g raver and he had taken a uh what did he take i don't remember what it was but it was from the top of a ladder under some light tubes and it cut his arm and it, I was at the show and he darn near bled out at the show because it cut so deep. And, you know, that all made the news. And, and Jim Cornette had his typical Jim Cornette kind of comments about it and, and death matches and hardcore stuff and really started mocking the guy. Well, the guy took offense to it. G Raver, the, the wrestler, took offense to it. And they started making T-shirts that were kind of mocking Jim Cornette back. Well, Jim didn't like it, sued him, took him to court. And amongst many other things, they're saying, well, he used my name, Jim Cornette. It's a trademark. And the court said, well, you haven't proved yet that you have a valid trademark. So if Jim had had it registered at the time, that's not even something the court raises, right? That's not even an issue. They say, well, we're not even sure that you actually have a trademark. You're going to have to prove that. Uh, but if he had a registration, it's like that. The court, the court would have just jumped right over that and gone into the, the heart of the matter. Uh, the, the court, to, to jump to the end of the story, ultimately found for G Raver and said it was kind of parody. They weren't sure that Jim had trademark uh, rights and there was a lot of different things, but they found for G Raver, at least at the time to, to prevent there becoming an injunction, a preliminary injunction against G Raver and the shirts. So anyway, um, that, so social media, right. Staying verified, being verified, having a registration that helps with that. Um, it also helps with, you get nationwide rights and nationwide coverage, which is to say, you know, let's say somebody's red dog and they're, you know, in Texas. I don't, I don't know exactly where you are, but Texas, somewhere where you aren't. And when you have a trademark, you only have rights where you are and where you're using it. So if you are, let's say you're in the Northeast, let's say you're in Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, that's where your rights are. So somebody else could be red dog and be red dog in Texas, right? That's okay. 
because you're not in the same areas. You only have your common law, quote unquote, rights. But if you have a federal registration, you have nationwide rights and you've got the potential to be able to stop other people from using the same name on confusingly similar goods or services. So that's not to say, like you mentioned, a red dog energy drink. Well, that's fine. You know, that has nothing to do with wrestling or red dog plumber, you know, that's providing plumbing services that has nothing to do with wrestling. People aren't likely to be confused and say, oh, this wrestler must be providing plumbing services or you know, this red dog energy drink is from the same guy who who's doing professional wrestling. So you're allowed to have the same trademark in different areas. That's OK. Uh, but the point being, if you have a registration, you've got a valid trademark and you've got nationwide rights. So the guy in Texas, let's say he gets into a match and, and does some kind of gimmick match and he's wrestling with a 14 year old boy, breaks his neck, kills him. Right. All of a sudden it hits the news. All oh, this wrestler red dog killed a kid in the ring. Well, that wasn't you right? You didn't do that. It was somebody else. So you get the bad will that somebody else created for something you had nothing to do with. Right. If you've got a registration, if you own the trademark and you're able to stop somebody else, you can stop that from ever happening. So that way, anything good that happens, happens for your benefit. Anything bad that you know happens, it's going to happen at your detriment, but not because of something that somebody else did or, or something else they caused. Right. So that's just a couple of the, the really good reasons as to why even even independent guys, even, you know, people starting out, it's it's good to be in control of your name early on. Yeah, I and you know, it's funny because you because I know like there's people out there who they like try to rearrange like letters in their name. Like maybe they came off of like a, a, a big company's run and was like, hey, people know me as this person, but I'm going to like change some things up to make it look like it's something new. It's really not. It's just. But I, I do understand like the confusion part because I know it happened like with it happened back in like like mid nineties with like WWE like they had a situation with another wrestler that was going around and saying that they were ex wrestler and WWE was like uh, this is way too similar to our guy you need to you need to cut that out yep. and I remember like that guy like ended up having like changed his whole name and gimmick and everything and I was like damn that's crazy but it's they are they've done some unique things wwe because they kind of you know they're a multi-billion dollar multinational company so they can kind of do whatever they want but they've they've talked out of both sides of their mouth right where they've said well you know rhino with an i is different from rhino with a y and taz with one z is different from taz with two z's so this is okay they're legally different that's not true they're not legally different phonetics they're legally identical Right. So a, a misspelling or using a Y instead of an I or, you know, adding a Z or adding an S or whatever that legally it's still the same trademark. So that's not OK. That, that would be a likelihood of confusion. Uh, similarly, intentional misspellings, right, where you leave out vowels, but it has kind of the same like if you wanted to be a Steiner, everybody's making fun of of uh, what is it? Bronson Breaker, Braun Breaker, Bron, whatever. Braun Breaker. Yeah. Which is the stupidest name in the world. But they, they, I guess, didn't want to call him Rex Steiner because if he was Rex Steiner for WWE and then leaves and goes to AEW and goes somewhere else and decides to just go by his legal last name, Rex Steiner, it's going to be sound a lot alike, right? So if he's Rex Steiner, he's going to build up all this goodwill in this name that WWE would own, but then he can go by his legal name, which they can't stop, and he gets the benefit of that. So they wanted to go with something different. So not even Bronson Steiner, which they could have had some kind of rights in, but uh, you know, he, he wouldn't have been the first signer, nor is he probably going to be the last signer. So they, they are, are interesting in that they talked about Taz onesie, twosie, Rhino H I or uh, I versus Y, 
are different, but you'll have guys who, who leave the company and come up with a, a similar name, but different enough, right? They'll add a different first name or a different last name or whatever it is. And WWE doesn't go after them and doesn't stop them. And they probably could, they could, because you've got this likelihood of confusion and that's, that's really the issue. So if they wanted to stop them, they wanted to go after people, they could, but they don't. And I've never fully understood why. I think it's probably uh, a, a multitude of factors. They could be caught up in litigation forever. They've had so many wrestlers that, that you know, they've had leave and, and come back that they don't want to burn bridges, right? So if you yeah. sue somebody on the way out the door, they, they probably won't come back. I mean, that's certainly not always true. They've had people win lawsuits and welcome them back with open arms. But I think it's a, it's a couple of things. One is not to be in litigation forever. And two is not to burn a bridge. Yeah. I was going to say, I really think it's like the, the don't burn a bridge. Cause I know like, even though like Moxley, like John Moxley is probably like the biggest change. Like as far as like name goes that I can, I can remember next to like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, of course, but those were like their legal names. But yeah. when you have uh, Malachi black, <laughs> right. Or yeah. you maybe have buddy, black. buddy, buddy Matthews like yeah those are pretty those are pretty like that's super similar I could definitely understand yeah. but they probably see something with those guys and like we'll let them go prove themselves on like another network and then when they get really big we'll try to try to bring them back and right so I could definitely see because I know that Cody had like huge issues like trying to get the Rhodes name back for himself that's why he went by Cody for so long because WWE technically owned the Rhodes name and they, then, owned, like, they owned Cody Rhodes yeah and then eventually, like he ended up getting those, getting those back. But it's like, what, what is like, I guess like as far as because you you'd mentioned earlier, like in when it comes to guys like getting into the business officially and just starting to make their moves, like what's the biggest advice that you would give to those up and coming wrestlers about getting trademarks? Uh, you know, the the biggest thing I think would be even if you're not going to register it, even if you're not going to get a federal registration. It, you, very early in your career, at least make sure you can use your name, you know, make sure that uh, we would call it, I would call it a, a trademark clearance search, but, you know, go out and look in the trademark office records or Google and, and use, you know, look on social media and Facebook and all these things. Find if anybody else is using the same or similar name in wrestling, because you don't want to start building up a name and getting really well known and then find out, Oh, I can't use this. Somebody was using it for years before me, you know, a, a bad example because everybody knows it. And you surely, if you're in wrestling, you've heard of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, but if you start going by Hacksaw, like that's probably not a good idea because either WWE owns it or Jim owns it, but somebody owns it and they've been using that for a long time. So, you know, don't adopt Hacksaw start, start in the business, get to be up and coming, you know, maybe get to be known in your state in your region and all that, and then get smacked with a lawsuit. While lawsuits usually not the first thing that people start with, it, it is a possible thing that they could start with. Uh, but getting a cease and desist letter and all that, and then you got to start over. Now you got to train the public. Oh, you know, I used to be Hacksaw Mike Dawkins, and a lot of people would just call me Hacksaw, but now I'm, you know, the wrench or whatever. And you, you've got to start building up goodwill in something else. You build up your goodwill in something you can own and something that can be yours from the start. Yeah, I know because I, I know one other person that runs with the name Red Dog and they've been running with it a lot longer than I have. And that person runs in Texas. And a lot of people know SWF and I know them too because I was a huge fan of his. And, uh, you know, his wife is Jazz. So 
And if they asked me to ever change my name, I'd do it in a heartbeat because I'd be like, even though my name's Clifford, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm scared of both those people. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Rodney Mack is a really cool guy. So I don't want to like, you know, when I get the yep. chance. I mean, I, that, I will- that advice that advice is not just uh, limited to to my wrestling clients and the wrestling business. I I tell that to companies all the time. And it's you know, hey, we've got this new product or this new service, and you know, we, we launch tomorrow, and this is what it's called. You know, let's see if we can get a registration. I said, well, is it, has anybody cleared it first? Have they looked into whether or not it's even available? Well, no. You know, we just got it from a marketing firm, and you know, they helped the design and all this and. You know, we just assume they did like, well, they probably didn't. And there's been times where I've had to call people and say, whoa, 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 you need to, you need to slow down. Uh, because if you release this, you might be walking into, you know, the, the three E's or the, not three E's, three M's and, and Disney's and places like that of the world that they might not have known about some trademark that those guys own, but they don't mess around and, and they might be very aggressive and boy, you don't want to go on a nationwide launch. Well, you know, we've already put it all this into a website. I understand that's unfortunate. You should have started here, not ended here. You should have started. Hey, this is the name we're thinking about. We're going to build a website. We're going to print packaging. We're going to, you know, put this on wraps on semis and all that. Before you do that, talk to your trademark attorney because they might tell you, you can't use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. I know like, uh, you know, it's, it's funny how you mentioned about like uh, Roddy Mac, right. His he ends with like R E D and then two, two G's D O G G. And mm-hmm. it's funny, I've, I've known, because like in the 90s, remember, they kept calling him the dog, like through WWE. But once he left, like I had no idea. And I was like, well, my name's Clifford. So I'm just gonna run with this name as much as I can. And uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. Because I know, like, I've gone through and just kind of like made sure and I know I haven't heard him say it in like a long time. But I was like, I meant to like reach out to him and be like, hey, do you still use this name? Because I definitely want to. And it just works with my name. Because you know, well, there's, you know, there's a presumption in the law that if of abandonment, right, that if you haven't used it for you know three years, it's presumed abandoned. So, you know, people have trademarks and, and have names, stage names and nicknames and whatever they use for a time and then stop using. So it's very possible that that abandonment has occurred. Mm. And then once it's abandoned, whoever wants to is free to pick it up and start using it. Nice. See, yeah. these are fun things to learn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, man, like what's been like, I, we've obviously talked about how you've been a fan of the business. I'm just curious, like between WCW and WWE, WWF, like what was your, what was your go? Were you a nitro guy or were you a raw guy? Really? It, it was both. I don't know that I leaned one way more than the other ever. Uh, whenever I was growing up, it was all WWF all the time. Cause that's what I had the most access to. But then as I got older and my folks got cable, I then was able to get TBS. Right. So I was able to access WCW and um, you know, for a while, I guess it was NWA and you know, all the different things that it was Jim Crockett promotions, the, all those name changes that kind of happened within that time period. And, you know, I just wanted a wrestling fix and, and, Raw didn't quite exist yet whenever I was first into wrestling. So it was your Saturday night's main events and there was some Saturday morning stuff. So it was just getting my fix any way I could get it. So I watched both and loved both growing up in Southern Indiana, uh, USWA. So Jerry Lawler and Memphis wrestling and all of that was something I could get and I could get that on Saturday morning. So I would watch that too. The, the production quality of course was substantially lower. It's like cable access wrestling almost, but it was still stuff that I watched. Right. And I remember seeing this big, 
jacked up redheaded dude who was kind of running roughshod on some of these Memphis guys. And next thing I know, I see him in WCW and he's mean Mark Callis. And then I see him in uh, Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing with the WWF guy? And all of a sudden he's the undertaker. And so <laughs> I, I saw any number of people. I watched you know, Stone Cold when he was stunning Steve Austin in Memphis. And he, they were even wrestling in my hometown. My, my folks hated wrestling, so they weren't taking me to any shows, which stinks because I could have seen some incredible legends of wrestling uh, in my hometown. But it is what it is. I got to watch them, you know, got to see them kind of up close and personal on my TV before they were stars. So I didn't prefer one over the other, you know, it was kind of clicking back and forth. And and in high school, we had a group of guys that uh, every pay-per-view we'd get together at my buddy's house and everybody'd chip in two or three bucks and we'd order a pile of wings and, you know, some sodas and stuff like that. And we'd all get together and watch, watch the pay-per-views. So we watched, we watched it all. It's funny. Cause I remember I, I, I talk about the, in, like my entrance into wrestling, right. was uh, my aunt. She introduced me into it on Saturday morning uh, for WWF and uh, you know you just see uh, Macho Man wrapped up in the top rope and then Jade the Snake like lets his cobra go and bite him and I was like does wrestling get like this all the time and she's like no not at all <laughs> I just remember being addicted to it like as soon as I saw it and I remember no falling out I fell out for a little bit and then like randomly and you mentioned the show right Saturday night main event WCW on TBS uh, I see this cool guy with long blonde hair and he's like leaning into the crowd and come to find out like it ends up being chris jericho and then like two weeks later i see the first wcw monday nitro and there's this dude with a pink mask and pink pants and he beats the man of a thousand holes and i was like who's that guy come you know ray mysterio then becomes like my favorite wrestler and i just remember yeah. like being hooked like instantly and so everywhere i've gone from like the mid nineties till current, like wrestling has been always a part of that about my life. So being able to get to watch things like uh, WSX before it went out, Lucha Libra USA, um, and then see like some of these promotions show up and fall off. I was like, man, like it's so weird to see like the transitions of like wrestling and, and the ins and outs of everything that happened. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So I'm curious, like, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers slash people? I think, I think the, and you probably hear this from anybody, you know, uh, in the business is just take in, be a sponge, be a sponge and, and learn what you can, you know, listen to everybody, but kind of learn what advice to take and what not to take, you know, just cause there's somebody slinging advice. If they've been, you know, wrestling in, in Northern Mississippi, their whole career, they're probably not doing something right, right? They might be great for Northern Mississippi, but if they never really branched out from there, uh, they've they've not done something. Uh, so there's lots of stuff to consider about, you know, interview skills and being able to work a crowd and listen to the crowd and not not going too fast in the ring and, you know, saving your money and, and making sure you pay your taxes. And there's just so many things. You just got to be a sponge. You know, you got to find the guys who, know what they're talking about and clearly know what they're talking about and pick their brains. You know, they, I've, I've found few to know uh, wrestlers that, that I do work with and I work with a lot of them that aren't willing to kind of let you sit under the learning tree and, and teach you what you don't know and give, give young guys advice. So be a sponge. I like that. Like, cause some of us always carry our book around <laughs> and just absorb as yeah. much as possible. I'm a, I'm a student of the game and I definitely appreciate like 
great advice. And I know it's, it's funny because I hear that a lot from people like take advice from people that you want, like you want to learn from, but then like, you know, take, don't take advice from people that haven't been to where you want to go. Right. And I think about it, I was like, even bad advice is good advice. Cause you'd be like, well, I don't need I'm going to do the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> you know what, man, just stay where you are. Okay, cool. Go everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, those are like kind of all my hard, like hitting questions and like asking things like for people, but we got to get into the second best segment of this podcast. People ask, what is the first? It is a Red Dodge Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on a debate show. So what this is, this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Mike, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's your first answer, that's your answer. Okay. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Tombstone. Yes. Say when. (laughs) PlayStation or Xbox? Didn't, never was a gamer, neither. Ooh, okay. Favorite championship title? Uh, Probably the Winged Eagle. Yeah. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite Friday night activity? Depends on where I am in life, but right now I'd say just t- having a night off, right? Just hanging out at home and, and detaching from computers and things. Hey, I like that. NWO or DX? NWO for life. Life. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Um, you know, I, I, I'll go something not wrestling. Uh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts as well. And, and the first season of serial is pretty hard to beat. You know, nowadays there's a ton of them. The first season of up and vanished was great about Tara Grinstead, the beauty queen of Georgia who disappeared in the, in the case got solved while the podcast was going on. So there's, there's a lot of them that, you know, one or two seasons were great and others are just different. Uh, I guess a, a current one that's kind of ongoing because every episode is different. It's not building a story. It's called anatomy of murder. And it's a former prosecutor and a former police detective kind of guy who um, go on a one hour basis week to week and look at some case. And they kind of analyze the whole thing from here's who the person was. Here's how they died. Here's where the suspects. Here's where the um, investigation went. And here's how it got resolved and, you know, how they were prosecuted and so on and so forth. So probably anatomy of murder right now, as far as non wrestling podcasts are concerned. I'm going to have to check that out because. If I'm not listening to, of course, this podcast, uh, I'm listening to Feel the Power or the Joe Rogan Experience or Wrongful Convictions with Jason mm-hmm. Flom. Like, I'm a huge fan of that podcast. And I'm, I listen to every single episode that comes out. So as soon as it drops, whatever I'm doing, even if it's in the middle of work, sorry, boss, I just cut it out <laughs> and I just take 30 minutes and I listen to the podcast. But like, it's so intriguing. So I'm always, I'm always interested in that stuff. I don't know. Before you jump to your next question, I I was just having a conversation with one of my coworkers about this today, about podcasts that uh, she's also a a true crime junkie. She doesn't practice criminal law either, but she, she gets into some and and I got into some, we found out that we're both into them. Like, Oh, did you listen to this one? No, have you listened to that one? No. And and we compare notes, but I told her this is a game changer when it comes to listening to podcasts. She said, what's that? So don't listen, listen to them in real time. Listen to them one and a half time. And sometimes you'll the person speaks so slowly something i'm not guilty of but they speak so slowly you can listen to them in 2x and so it almost sounds it can get 
at first be like, oh my gosh, this is hard to listen to. It's like listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks. But eventually your brain and your ear gets used to hearing it fast and you can get through more faster. So I listen to all podcasts at a minimum one and a half times speed. I'm going to have to do this from now on. <laughs> the, the first time you do it or the second time, maybe in the first three or four times you do it, you're gonna be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mike is insane. I can't, I'm not keeping up with it. I'm not following it very well. But if you stick with it, you'll get to the point where if you go back to one time speed, you it'll drive you nuts. It's like, did this person get hit in the head with a bat? Why are they speaking so slowly? This I, I can't follow this this pace. It's a game changer. I could just not imagine listening to Feel the Power at two and a half speed because just listening to Big E go through his rant of just like how he lost his last name and how he's fighting to get it back. I just could imagine what it would sound like at one. <laughs> yeah, it's it, some. I don't know that there are any that I listen to at one X, but there are certainly some that are more challenging at one and a half. <laughs> uh, but there are some that even at one and a half, it's too slow. And I got to switch it to two. Nice. So you got to feel it out, but it, it's, trust me, it's a game changer. That sounds, that sounds like something I'm going to end up doing now. Um, all right. So nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Mm, I'm going to try to think outside the box. Give me a second. Um, Yeah, I, I get a hold of, see if you can get a hold of uh, an agent or not like not a wrestling agent, like WWE behind the scenes agent, but somebody who's doing um, representation of, of talent. Cause that's a different world. You know, I've, I've had guys that I work with ask me, Hey, will you be our agent? And I tell them, no, uh, I won't because there's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. And, you know, you're talking about, Hey, I'm taking a percentage or a cut of what you're doing. Whereas what I do is just kind of on an hourly basis. And so it ends up being less expensive for them ultimately. So find, find an agent, you know, a, a Barry Bloom or a, a Brian Wittenstein or one of those guys that, that you can have on and hear their perspective. That's interesting. Drew Rosenhausen, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Got one in my mind. <laughs> actually, you know what? I know, I know a guy I can probably reach out to. I actually hit him up for my uh, thesis paper that I wrote. Uh, for my master's degree so oh there you go pretty sure it was interesting because he's a big uh, Oklahoma fan and unfortunately I'm from Nebraska so I do not like Oklahoma at all even after this last weekend so <laughs> my, my sister-in-law is from Nebraska so anytime I'm with my brother and Nebraska games on she's subjecting me to it <laughs> well it's funny listen to like Dwayne Wade because right he um because he's married to Gabrielle Union who's from Omaha and like he has a whole entire room that's just dedicated to the Huskers. And he's like, I need to find out why my wife has this room. <laughs> and so he went to a game and he was like, I now understand why my wife has this room. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, what else is there to do in Nebraska, right? <laughs> Go to Huskers games, watch Huskers games, hang out with your friends and talk about Huskers games. It, it makes total sense to me having been in the state and driven through the state a number of times. Yeah. I was like, there's yeah, really a few things to do. We talk Husker football. We talk football. Or we drink and talk football. Like right. it's it's a great life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the easy life. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so the last question for you is my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show. Favorite curse word. Oh fuck. <laughs> I mean, I use it like a comma most of the time. I gotta watch it because I got two younger kids, but I, I, there's there's a video I remember in seeing it in college, or I guess it's a YouTube clip. And it's, you know, one of these movie voice guys who comes on with a very distinctive voice. And he's like, the word fuck. 
and he starts going through the definition. It can be a verb. It can be an adverb. It can be a pronoun or, you know, all these different things yes. he goes through and it can be used as every part of a sentence. Fuck the fucking fucker. And it, <laughs> it was just one of the funniest videos. Look it up. Find it. It's hilarious because he's got that, you know, movie voice. I will give you the direct link to it. Um, but if you want to just go in the search box, it's called the history of the F word. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, so I have <laughs> anytime that someone brings that up, I've talked about it on this podcast. I'm like trying to get that, that, uh, that video alone, like reestablished as oh, like, yeah. the benchmark because yes, bring it in as an inquisitive. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I love that video. It's, it's the best. so great. <laughs> I, I, I've, I, I was just in, uh, at a family thing and was with some of my brothers and I was talking about, I'm like, I've surely talked about this to you before. And they're like, oh, man, I don't, Mike, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, one moment. So I get it on my phone. And I'm like, here you go. Watch this. And like, this is amazing. I'm upset with you that I, this is the first time seeing this, you know, in 2021, I should have known about this a long time ago. Yeah, sorry. Oh, guys. I love it. I'm like, I just like, I like, there's that one part where he was like, um, how's he say uh, towards the end, but he was like, uh, you can use it to, it's like, you can use it to describe somebody. He's like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> right. Like, I love all of them. I just it's love so good. Yeah. That video is so great. If you guys haven't checked it out, please go look up the history of the F word. You know, it's definitely easy. Don't to worry about YouTube. Yeah. Don't worry about the history of curse words with Nicholas Cage. Although go check that one out too. But the history of the F word on YouTube, it's, it's fucking phenomenal. So, so good. <laughs> <laughs> last thing I need from you, Mike, is just to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, I'm easy to find uh, on Twitter and Instagram, both at Gimmick Attorney or, you know, look up my my firm. It's Shoemaker, Loop and Kendrick, Shoemaker, S-H-U-M-A-K-E-R. You go to the Shoemaker.com website, you know, look up Dawkins, look up my last name. There I am. I'm easy to find. Also, uh, I got uh, GimmickAttorney.com. So if you go to the website and go there, it just takes you right to my my law firm bio. Awesome. And then you guys can also find them all wrestling with the law. Because yeah, that's his podcast. That's true. Yeah, wrestling with the law that I do on on uh, ad free shows for Conrad. You know, I mentioned him earlier and helping me get a foothold in the business, and now he's one of my best friends. So you know, it turned from a client to a friendly relationship to a good friend to one of my best friends. So uh, he asked me to do do wrestling with the law on on ad free, and it's it's behind the ad free paywall. So if you want to watch this kind of bonus content for people who have joined the network to get all of his pods without the ads in them. See, that's 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 the next step for my podcast. <laughs> that's, that's the next step of the game, that's, no doubt about it. That's the next level up. But all right, guys, you guys know what that means. That means we we gotta finish, we gotta take it home, baby. We gotta get to that finish. And that means that this is a three-count podcast presents now into the ring. And as I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And yes, you can call me your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa. You got to have someone who's been there before to help you find your way through it. So he's sitting right here. You see the man himself, the gimmick attorney, the man, the myth, the legend known as Mike Dawkins. You guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait till this episode, this episode ends. You wait till the outro and then you listen to another one of our episodes. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. 
go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.